When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hello, everybody. Welcome once again into the Daily Score. I am Mark Grody, and we are joined on this episode again by my colleague and Bears beat reporter and 670thescore.com writer. He is the one and only Chris Emma. What up, Emma? Welcome back to the podcast, brother. Thanks for being on, man. What up, buddy? How we doing? I'm doing well. I'm glad that you were out at the hall today. I've been back in our downtown Chicago studios hosting the last couple of days, filling in for Parkins and Spiegel with my guy Gabe Ramirez. So Emma's been doing all the work out there. It's funny. We talk so much about Justin Fields and what he has gone through since he came to the Chicago Bears, which is multiple offensive coordinators. He you know, obviously had to deal with two different head coaches, um, you know, Matt Nagy putting him in some bad positions to start his career. So there is a there is an air of sympathy for Justin Fields when it comes to that. But he ain't the only player that is kind of had to deal with a lot. One of the guys that is suddenly becoming a veteran on this team and one of the best players on this team, too, is Jalen Johnson. And I know he's been through a lot as well, hasn't he, Emma? You know, Mark, yeah, talking with Jalen Johnson, we know from talking with him, you and I, in our conversations at House Hall, as well as every week on the Parkinson Spiegel Show, 5 o'clock on Mondays, this is a guy who, he's honest. He's not holding back. Um, and he's a player who, he speaks his mind, and you appreciate that. So to set the scene, you know, it's kind of an odd week here, week 17, where the Bears are not eliminated technically, but also understand they're very, very unlikely to be a playoff team. And, you know, this offseason of great change seems to be looming ahead. It's just a matter of who and what happens. And so talk with a guy like Jalen Johnson. And, look, I think there was just kind of this acknowledging the reality that everybody kind of understands there might be some big things coming here the next week and a half or after the end of the regular season finale. So Jalen Johnson was asked about the looming uncertainty. He gave a really good and candid reminder of what he's been going through through four years now with the Bears. Here's Jalen Johnson. I don't think so. I mean, honestly, if you've been in the organization long enough, you're used to it by now. So, I mean, just honestly, just keep your head down, continue to work, and continue to just try to get better week by week. So there you go. He he said he's used to uncertainty. He's used to wondering what's going to happen in the offseason. Consider now it's year four for Jalen Johnson. He was drafted by a different general manager, brought him to a different coaching staff. He's on his second GM, second head coach, third defensive coordinator in counting. Uh, he's had seven different starting quarterbacks start for him over four years with the Bears, uh, two of whom, you know, Mitch Trubisky in 2020 at the end of that season, and obviously Justin Fields, our quarterbacks that were counted on is the franchise quarterback. And he's just seen so many things through the course of, of this organization. And these have not been good years for the Bears, the last decade, of course, but really the last, if you want to micro point it to uh, Jalen Johnson's four years here, 
It's been a lot. I really appreciated what he said because it's true. He's been through this before. I think at the end of the 2020 season, there were questions about Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, would they be back? Gave him really a lame duck year in 21, and they were gone after that year. And it, it takes a toll on these players when you are at the front line of it, and you're wondering yourself, hey, is my head coach going to be back? Is my GM going to be back? Are we going to have a whole different regime to deal with? Are we going to have to impress a new group? Uh, especially for him, looking at this offseason where he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. What does it mean for my future if this regime is back? What does it mean if they're not back? Um, look, it, it's – it affects the players, and they love to say what really a lot of them have said who have not been as candid of we're so focused and locked in on, on this game and this and that. But, like, they know, especially the guys who are not on one-year deals and have aspirations of being with the Bears long-term, like, they understand this here. And, look, it's reflection. It goes to the very top of the organization. It goes to George McCaskey, and it goes to the predecessor, Ted Phillips, and then now obviously at the feet of Kevin Ward, who's in charge of really leading this offseason forward. But you need continuity. You need to figure it out and get this thing right here. And that's kind of what Jalen Johnson's saying in some form. Well, that's interesting to me because you're right. Continuity rules, and it is idealistic for sure. Do you think that that said – that there could be that feeling of let's keep this together, as in let's keep Matt Eberflus, let's keep Luke Getze, let's keep this coaching staff. Do you think there's any possibility that they go in that direction of continuity based on what, what you just said? And I know the players got nothing to do with that. It's tough luck for them, you know, dealing with their bosses. But do you think their bosses things like what Jalen Johnson is saying and thinking, you know, it might not be the most popular decision, but maybe we keep this thing together. Yeah, I'm going to separate the offense from the rest of the regime. And just in the case of Jalen Johnson here, I mean, obviously you're going to have a new defensive coordinator regardless. I think there is a chance, if not a, a good chance, that Eberflus is back for a third season leading this team. Now it comes down to the offensive side. If you want to look at it that way, is, is should Luke Getzey be back? Or is Matt Eberflus, is the defensive-minded head coach, going to be tasked with finding the new leader of the offense? And with that, it, it, given the scrutiny that he's been under the last, really, the, this season, but the two years in general, is he going to be able to attract the right leader of his offense after it's been tough? It's been a tough run for him to this point. Is somebody going to want to jump ship or take a job knowing that it could be a one and done there. it's There's a lot of layers to this here. Now, I think the most important point, if you are going forward with Matt Eberflus or not, this organization is in a really healthy place now. Like This is what they've earned through two years of rebuilding and following through with Ryan Poles' plan. But you got to find continuity in some form. Like you got to move forward with this offseason, whether it's Matt Eberflus or a new coach, whether it's Justin Fields or Caleb Williams or whoever it is at quarterback. This has to be the starting point. Like You've worked too hard. Too many, uh, too much labor to get to this point for Ryan Poles to, to take a step back. Like this has to be the start of it, and you have to have everything aligned for the first time in so many years for the Bears. You have to have President and Kevin Ward aligned with Ryan Poles. I think they are aligned. My, my belief and understanding is that, and you have to have Ryan Poles and Kevin Ward understand: Is Matt Eberflus the guy to lead us forward? Or are you going to be looking back a year from now and saying we got to let this guy go? Like, you have to be right on this decision here because everything else is set up properly. And then you align it to the quarterback. Is Justin Fields the guy to build around? And if he is, should Matt Eberfus and or Luke Getze continue his development track, or do you need a fresh start there? 
You need to set up the layers from the top down with the president and GM down to the head coach and quarterback. And all the way down, as great as Jalen Johnson's been, like he's just kind of a piece of this puzzle here. But you need to get this critical alignment as an organization to the point where you feel really good about your roster. You feel great about your chances moving forward and following through on Ryan Pohl's plan. They see sustained success in their future and like starting next year. But you got to be really right on these pivotal decisions here with the head coach and the quarterback in particular. This is a chance now to, to really, as Ryan Pohl said, take the North and never give it back. It, if you're hitting everything right and starting with these two decisions, you got a chance to do that. You, you got a really good foundation in place. But you can't be wrong. If you bring back Matt Eberflus this offseason, he's your guy for year three, and you have more mistakes, and you're losing games that you should be winning. You're blowing leads late, and you're lamenting this decision. You made a big mistake, and you wasted a year with Matt Eberflus. If you bring back Justin Fields, you believe he's going to take another step in year four, be that franchise quarterback, and he doesn't do it, probably not picking number one overall next year unless something goes horribly wrong. This is your chance to do it. you got to be absolutely positively certain in every decision here because we know how important this offseason is and it really it starts black monday january 8th once you're <laughs> done with that season finale you got to make your decision pretty much right away on matt eberfuss and whether he's your guy or if you're launching a coaching search and ryan pulls is hiring somebody else to be his head coach but it's a really it's a fascinating offseason ahead in chicago because you're looking at the big picture and a chance for really a great era of bears football ahead but Starting right away, right away this offseason, you better be right on everything. I mean, we talked so much about uh, Justin Fields, and you, you mentioned him too there in the in the decision making process that has to be made. Do you think that he has a, a feeling or an inkling of what his uh, future is, or do you think he's sort of just as much guessing as as you and I are guessing? And I we're trying to make educated guesses being at Hallis Hall every day and being around coaches every day. So I'd like to think that, you know, our guesses have a little bit more oomph to them. But do you think Justin Fields knows his fate yet? No, no, I don't. Uh, I, I don't know why he would. And frankly, I don't think the Bears know their fate entirely. I don't know if they mm -hmm. understand the direction they're going for this. And uh, first of all, it would be wrong for them to tell Justin right now either, yes, we're building with you or no, we're gonna we're gonna make a move and we're gonna part ways with you here. Like you don't need this decision yet, and it'd be reckless to make it right now to tell him one way or another. So he doesn't know. Uh, Ryan Pulse, maybe in his heart of hearts, knows. Uh, I, I think we need to change a quarterback, or we've seen what Justin Fields is, and I think we can do better than this. Uh, and there's a lot still that looms ahead. Like you know, start that Black Monday uh, press conference with Ryan Pulse. If it is him up there on that day, and you're talking about everything that's in play here. He's going to be asked about Justin Fields' future in a number of different ways. Is he your guy you're building around? Or are you going to be looking to the draft? And Ryan Pulse is going to say exactly this, Mark. He's going to say, we need to be really impressed. We need to be blown away to make that move. And he said that last year, and he lived up to it. Yep. They were not blown away. They did not believe Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud could be that guy. I'm willing to bet good money he says blown away once again in terms of what they need, the calculus and play. But these are some guys that can blow you away. Like Caleb Williams looks like he could be yeah. standing NFL quarterback. Drake may seen up there as well. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks in this class. And I'm I'm fascinated to see kind of how they make an impression as you get into the pre-draft process, the NFL combine, pro days. There's a lot of opportunities to be blown away here. So Ryan Pulis in January when he speaks is going to say that. He's going to leave it open-ended. Whether he knows in his heart of hearts or he still needs more time to make up this decision, it, we won't know. We won't know about that until probably late February at the NFL Combine. And 
he's going to say a lot of the same things he said last year is that we're going to do our due diligence on the quarterback prospects in this. We're going to see what's out there. We're going to start making our decision. I think a decision is going to come in March because that's when it has to in terms of Justin Fields. And that's when, if you're the Bears, it's either one, you're trading away Justin Fields to a team that needs that quarterback and is ready to make that decision right then. Or two, you go the direction you did last year. You're trading the number one pick. You're committing to Justin Fields and building around him. And you make that deal that gets you another Hall of Picks. Or maybe it's even just three where you stay – Justin's our quarterback. You declare it, and then you go on to get a guy like a Marvin Harrison Jr., number one <laughs> overall. Like, but we're not going to know right away in terms of the quarterback decision. We will know pretty quickly on the head coaching decision. So much, man! I can't wait. We're getting close. A couple more weeks before we get to actually see some of this unfold, and the combine will be here. It's going to be fantastic. Chris Emma, outstanding stuff as always. Thanks for coming on, brother. Take care. Yep, that is Chris Emma. You can follow him. Follow him right now. You saw the little. Uh, Twitter thing there on your screen if you're watching on uh, YouTube at uh, CMA670. There it is right there. So follow that man because you're going to want to keep in touch with all of the Bears reporters throughout this offseason as things start to happen and uh, the happening will be very soon. Thanks for everybody for listening and watching as always and subscribing. It means a lot to us for Chris Emma. For our executive producer, Ray Diaz, I'm Mark Grody. This is The Daily Score. I'll talk to you tomorrow.